chapter nineteen of the chief legatee by anna catherine green this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva chapter nineteen in mrs dio's room a prey to fresh agitation he stepped back to anitra's side surely she must understand that it was georgian and not herself about whom he was most anxious to hear but she did not seem to the smile with which she greeted him suggested nothing of the past it spoke only of the future i will learn to be like sister she impulsively cried out rising and beaming brightly upon him i will forget the old gypsy ways and mother duda's ways and try to be nice and pretty like my sister and you shall learn me to read and write i've known deaf people who learned then i shall know what you think now i only know how you feel he shook his head a little sadly perhaps there were people who could teach her these arts but not he he had neither the ability the courage nor the patience then someone shall learn me she loudly insisted her cheek flushing and her eyes showing an angry spark i will not be ignorant always i will not i will not and turning she fled from his side and he was left to think over her story and ask himself for the hundredth time what it all meant what his own sensations meant and what would be the outcome of conditions so complicated the possibly speedy appearance on the scene of georgian's so-called brother did not detract from his difficulty he felt helpless without the support of mr harper's presence and spent a very troubled forenoon listening to the mingled condolences and advice of people who had no interest in his concerns save such as sprang from curiosity and a morbid craving for excitement at two o'clock occurred the event of which he had been forewarned a carriage drove up to the hotel and from it stepped two travellers one of them a stranger the other the man with the twisted jaw mr ransom advanced to meet the latter he was anxious to listen to his first inquiries and if possible be the person to answer them he was successful in this mr hazen no sooner saw him than he accosted him without ceremony what's this i hear and read about georgian and her so-called twin he cried nothing that i can believe i want you to know georgian may have drowned herself that is credible enough but that the girl we read about in the papers and whom she evidently induced to come to this place with her should be the dead girl we called anitra why that is all bosh a tale to deceive the public and possibly you but not one to deceive me the coincidence is much too improbable there are stranger things in heaven and earth quoted ransom but hazen was already in conversation with the group of hotel idlers who had crowded up at the sound of his loud voice after a careful look which had taken in all of their faces he had approached one young fellow covering the lower part of his face as he did so hello yates he called out don't you remember the day we tied two chickens together leg to leg and sent them tumbling down the hill back of old wiley's barn 
alf hazen shouted the fellow thus accosted why i thought you dead eh of course you did so did everybody else but i've come to life you see with sad marks of battle on me he continued dropping his hand you all recognize me yes yes rose and won a claim from a dozen or more throats after a moment of awkward uncertainty i know the eyes vigorously asserted one and the voice chimed in another after which rose a confused babble of ejaculations and exclamatory questions among which one could detect how did it happen alf what took off your jaw and other equally felicitous expressions i'll tell you all about that later he replied after silence had in a measure been restored what i want to say now is this is it believable that simultaneously with my own return from the grave another member of my family should reappear before you from an older and much more certain burying i tell you no the riddle is one which calls for quite another solution and i have come to assist you in finding it here he cast a sinister glance at ransom the latter met the implied accusation with singular calmness any assistance will be welcome said he which will enable us to solve this very serious problem then as hazen's lip curled he added with dignified candour i scorn to retort by throwing any doubt on your assertion of relationship to my lost wife or the possibility of these good people being misled by your confident bearing and a possible likeness about the eyes to the boy they knew but one question i will hazard and that before we have gone a step further why does it seem so credible to you that georgian a much loved and loving woman should have leaped to a watery death within a week of her marriage you have just stated that you found no difficulty in that does not that statement call for some explanation all your old friends here must see that this is my due as well as hers for an instant the man hesitated but in that instant his hand slipped from his mouth over which he had again laid it and his whole face with its changed lines and the threatening almost cruel expression which these gave it appeared in all its combined eagerness and force a murmur escaped the watchful group about him but this affected him little his eyes which he had fixed on ransom sharpened a trifle perhaps and his tone grew a thought more sarcastic as he finally retorted i will explain myself to you but not to this crowd and not to you till i am sure of the facts which as yet have reached me only through the newspapers let me hear a full account of what has transpired here since you all came to town i have an enormous interest in the matter a family interest as you are well aware for all your badly hidden insinuations follow me was the quiet reply there is a room on this very floor where we can talk undisturbed mr hazen cast a quick glance behind him at the man who had driven up with him and whom nobody had noticed till now then without a word he separated himself from the chattering group encircling him and stepped after mr ransom into the small room where the latter had held his first memorable conversation with the lawyer now 
said he as the door swung to behind them plain language and not too much of it i have no time to waste but the truth about georgian i must know ransom settled himself he felt bound to comply with the other's request but he wished to make sure of not saying too much or too little hazen's attack had startled him it revealed one of two things either this man of mystery had assumed the offensive to hide his own connection with this tragedy or his antagonism was an honest one springing from an utter disbelief in the circumstances reported to him by the press and such gossips as he had encountered on his way to sitford with the first possibility he felt himself unable to cope without the aid of mr harper the second might be met with candor should he then be candid with this doubter relate to him the facts as they had unrolled themselves before his own eyes secret facts convincing ones facts which must prove to him that whether georgian did or did not lie at the bottom of the mill stream the woman now in the house was his sister anitra lost to him and the rest of the family for many years but now found again and restored to her position as a hazen and georgian's twin the discovery might not prove welcome it would have a tendency to throw mr hazen's own claim into the disrepute he would cast on hers but this consideration could have no weight with mr ransom he decided upon candor at all costs it suited his nature best and it also suited the strange and doubtful situation mr harper might have concluded differently but mr harper was not there to give advice and the matter would not wait little as he understood this hazen he recognized that he was not a man to trifle with something would have to be said or done meeting the latter's eye frankly he remarked i have no wish to keep anything back from you i am as much struck as you are by the mystery of this whole occurrence i was as hard to convince this is my story it involves all that is known here with the exception of such facts as have been kept from us by the three parties directly concerned of which three i consider you one as the last four words fell from his lips he looked for some change slight and hardly perceptible perhaps in the other's expression but he was doomed to disappointment the steady regard held nothing moved about the man not even the hand into which the poor disfigured chin had fallen ransom suppressed a sigh his task was likely to prove a blind one he had a sense of stumbling in the dark but the gaze he had hoped to see falter compelled him to proceed and he told his story without subterfuge or suppression one thing and only one thing caused a movement in the set figure before him when he mentioned the will which georgian had made a few hours prior to her disappearance hazen's hand slipped aside from the wound it had sought to cover and ransom caught sight of the sudden throb which deepened its hue it was the one infallible sign that the man was not wholly without feeling and it had sprung to life at an intimation involving money when his tale was quite finished he rose so did hazen let us see this girl suggested the latter 
it was the first word he had spoken since ransom began his story she is upstairs i will go see no we will go see i particularly desire to take her unawares ransom offered no objection perhaps he felt interested in the experiment himself together they left the room together they went upstairs a turmoil of questions followed them from the throng of men and boys gathered in the halls but they returned no answer and curiosity remained unsatisfied once in the hall above ransom stopped a moment to deliberate he could not enter anitra's room unannounced and he could not make her hear by knocking he must find the landlady he knew mrs dio's room he had had more than one occasion to visit it during the last two days with a word of explanation to hazen he passed down the hall and tapped on the last door at the extreme left no one answered but the door standing ajar he pushed it quietly open being anxious to make sure that mrs dio was not there the next moment he was beckoning to hazen look said he holding the door open with one hand and pointing with the other to a young girl sitting on a low stool by the window mending or trying to mend a rent in her skirt why that's georgian exclaimed hazen and hastily entering he approached the anxious figure laboriously pushing her needle in and out of the torn goods and pricking herself more than once in the attempt georgian he cried again and yet more emphatically as he stepped up in front of her the young girl failed to notice awkwardly drawing her thread out to its extreme length she prepared to insert her needle again when her eye caught sight of his figure bending over her and she looked up quietly and with an air of displeasure which pleased ransom he could hardly tell why this was before her eyes reached his face when they had it was touching to see how she tried to hide the shock caused by its deformity as she said with a slight gesture of dismissal i am quite deaf i cannot hear what you say if it is the landlady you want she has gone downstairs for a minute perhaps to the kitchen he did not retreat if anything he approached nearer and ransom was surprised to observe the force and persuasive power of his expression as he repeated no nonsense georgian opening and shutting his hands as he spoke in curious gesticulations which her eye mechanically followed but which seemed to convey no meaning to her though he evidently expected them to and looked surprised ransom almost thought baffled when she shook her head and in a sweet impassive way reiterated i cannot hear and i do not understand the deaf and dumb alphabet i'm sorry but you'll have to go to someone else i'm very unfortunate i have to mend this dress and i don't know how hazen who could hardly tear his eyes from her face fell slowly back as she painfully and conscientiously returned to her task good god he murmured as his eyes sought ransom's what a likeness then he looked again at the girl at the wave of her raven-black hair breaking into little curls just above her ear at the smooth forehead rendered so distinguished by the fine pencilling of her arching brows at the delicate nose with nostrils all alive to the beating of an over-anxious heart at the mouth touching in its melancholy 
so far beyond her years and lastly at the strong young figure huddled on the little stool and bending forward again he uttered two or three quick sentences which ransom could not catch his persistence or the near approach of his face to hers angered her rising quickly to her feet she vehemently cried out go away from here it is not right to keep on talking to a deaf girl after she has told you she cannot hear you then catching sight of ransom who had advanced a step in his sympathy for her she gave a little sigh of relief and added querulously make this man go away this is the landlady's room i don't like to have strangers talk to me besides here her voice fell not so low as to be inaudible to the subject of her remark he's not pretty i've seen enough men and women who are at this point ransom drew hazen out into the hall what do you think now he demanded hazen did not reply the room they had just left seemed to possess a strange fascination for him he continued to look back at it as he preceded ransom down the hall ransom did not press his questions but when they were on the point of separating at the head of the stairs he held hazen back with the words let us come to some understanding neither of us can desire to waste strength in wrong conclusions can that woman be other than your own sister no the denial was absolute she is my sister anitra emphasized ransom the smile which he received in reply was strangely mirthless i never rush to conclusions was hazen's remark after a moment of possibly mutual heartbeat and unsettling suspense ask me that same question to-morrow perhaps by then i shall be able to answer you End of chapter nineteen